What a fitting passage to be talking about um, as we prepare this octave of Easter and the finish uh, culmination in Divine Mercy Sunday, because the source and summit being the Eucharist, this is, it, it still baffles me how we, maybe not so much that others don't believe in the Eucharist, but how we can be so criticized as Catholics for believing in it. It's just right here that Christ was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. I mean, how much more do we need? The words right from the Eucharistic prayer that he gave it to them and he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. This is right from the Mass. I, I always used to laugh because I always think how Jesus must have felt when this guy is basically kind of chastising him. Are you the only guy who doesn't know what happened in Jerusalem? And they're talking to Jesus himself. They're like, are you the only one who doesn't know what's happening? It's like, how hilarious is that? Um, but anyway, they didn't recognize him at first. Now, why? Well, okay, the road to Emmaus was heading west. So if this was towards evening, that would have meant the sun was setting and the sun would have been in their eyes. Now, some people are going to use that, many have, as why they didn't recognize it. But I think it goes deeper. Um, these people were insignificant. They're not even mentioned anywhere else. Um, they were insignificant. It shows that Jesus reveals himself to the lowly. Notice he didn't appear to Pilate or Herod or uh, any of the other great leaders of this time. Appears to two insignificant disciples. It's just like St. Faustina. He didn't appear to the Queen of France or the Queen of England. He appears to a little Polish, humble nun. Now, Jesus enters the house, and we have to read in the context of the times. Now, normally, the host took the bread. If you were in first century Palestine at this time, and you were to go into a house, what you would experience would be the host would take the bread, say the prayer, then break the bread, and give it. Now, Jesus does this instead to show that he is the master, not the owner of the house. So now here are pierced hands that are breaking the bread and handing it to them. So they broke bread together. It is so clear this is Holy Communion. But the point of this message is that we just don't do it alone. Holy communion in our worship of God is both personal and communal. That's the whole essence of the church. So if somebody says, I don't need the church, it's like saying, well, you know, I got a right arm. I don't need a left arm. I got my right arm. I can do all the things I need to do with my right arm. My personal prayer is completely sufficient. It's all I need. I don't need anything else. Well, be really nice to be complete and have that left arm. 
Worship is both personal and communal. The church is the communal part. So what's going on here? Now, the resurrection, this is fascinating to me. Remember yesterday I talked about, or Monday, Mary Magdalene, and how odd it would be if the apostles staged a hoax for the resurrection that they would have picked a woman witness. No offense, but just in, in first century Palestine, they didn't, women didn't have that legal status. They could not be legal witnesses. So it was amazing that God allowed Mary Magdalene to be the first, but now he's confirmed it with two male witnesses. Notice this didn't happen with just one guy. There were two guys and they were male. So now God has confirmed for the Jews the two male witnesses. This is interesting. So what's going on here? All right, first, Jesus catches their hearts on fire. This is evangelization. Evangelization is why I want to follow Jesus. Why should I give my life to this guy? I'm not going to give my life to anything that doesn't set my heart on fire. So that's what Jesus first does. He evangelizes. That's what we should do. We have to first set people's hearts on fire. Not just how to follow Jesus, but why you want to follow Jesus. Then he teaches them. He teaches them. It says here, he instructed them on the scriptures from Moses and the prophets. So he taught them. You know what the word disciple means? To learn. So he basically is teaching the disciples. Then finally, he sends them out. He makes them apostles. Apostles are to be sent. That word means to be sent. So you have to become a disciple before an apostle. And this is what we do. These are really our approach to you. As a Marian helper, we inflame your heart. We evangelize. We tell you why you want to give your life to Jesus. Then we teach you. That's what a homily is. That's what our first Saturdays are all about. That's what our Explaining the Faith series about that you've been joining us now for, for two years. You're going to seminary with us. I'm taking you back to seminary. So, so we see when you're part of the Marian Helpers, you're, 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 you're like these two guys on the road. Because the Marian fathers had been given the task of the church to be in persona Christi. That's what a priest is, in persona Christi, the person of Christ. So the first thing we do is we inflame your heart. Why do you want to give your life to Jesus? Secondly, we teach you. We explain to you what the scriptures mean, what the Catholic Church teaches. And then finally, we send you out. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out onto the streets. You might be sick, you might be home, but you're going to be sent out on a mission, even if it's nothing more than to offer up your sufferings from your own couch. So that's the order. We first evangelize why we want to follow Jesus. Then we make you disciples. We teach you. We catechize. Then, that's how to follow Jesus. Then we make you apostles. Send you out on your mission. Whether your mission is to literally come here and volunteer on Divine Mercy Sunday, your local parish, maybe to be an extraordinary minister, maybe it's to work at your local soup kitchen, maybe it's to stay, as I said, right on your couch and offer up your sufferings. 
You know, in the Mass, the Latin, if you attend the Latin Mass, at the very end of Mass, the priest says, Ite misse est. That means go. The church is being sent. That's the whole mission here. And you know what? For the task, you're given the Eucharist, the food for the journey. Father Gerald, every time he does Mass, he refers to the Eucharist as food for the journey. This is important because it leads to the significance of the eighth day. What are you talking about, Father? All right, you've heard me say it before, but how beautifully does it connect right here today? Easter Sunday is the first day of the Easter octave. The number seven is the perfect number given to the Jews in regards to time. So on Easter Sunday, Jesus opened the door to heaven. The next seven days are symbolic of your journey on life called, well, your journey called life. Seven is the perfect number in regards to time. So on the number seven, you are symbolically on your journey, just like the men on the road to Emmaus. Right now, you are on the road to Emmaus. Your destination, your home. Then the number eight to the Jews represents eternity. That is when you enter into your home, your true home. That is what Divine Mercy Sunday is. And in order for us to stay in that home, to be part of that wedding feast, to be part of that, we got to be cleansed. And that's what Divine Mercy Sunday does. So everybody, please continue to stay with us. I'll be doing the Mass on Friday, and I'll walk through much more detail on Friday. But in case you can't join us, just remember this. Be in a state of grace before this Sunday. If you've already been to confession, God bless you. Just try to get to confession as close to Divine Mercy Sunday as you can. If you already have been and you're in a state of grace, you're good. If you haven't, try to get to confession between now and Divine Mercy Sunday. If you're bedridden or you're not able to leave your home, make an act of contrition. Then, on Divine Mercy Sunday or the vigil the night before, receive Holy Communion at any Mass. It doesn't matter if the priest even mentions mercy. If you're bedridden again and you're sick, just make a spiritual act of communion. And if you're like, what is that, Father? We'll lead you through it in a minute at the end of our Mass. Receive Holy Communion. Then you simply go back to your pew and make some form of prayer like this. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you promised St. Faustina the soul that has been to confession. I have. And the soul that receives Holy Communion, I just did, will receive complete forgiveness of not only all sin, but all punishment. Jesus 
please give me this grace. And he will. Or he doesn't keep his promise. Now, as you always hear me say, yes, this is not a magic wand or a rabbit's foot. You have to have intent to change your ways to turn from sin. But now you've got all the grace in the world to do that. So please, please don't let this grace pass by. Divine Mercy Sunday is the most beautiful day to do that. It's a culmination of the Easter octave. St. Gregory of Nazianza said the most important of the eight days. Well, we don't separate it from Easter. They're all one. But it is the culmination. You don't want to miss this. So continue to stay with us. On Friday, I'll be here back. We'll go over this a little more detail. And hopefully we'll see you here on the Hill on Sunday if you're in the local area. If not, join us at noon on Divine Mercy Sunday on EWTN. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.